Yeah, what's up, everyone? Today we've got a very special interview. Uh, Felix von Cloning. How are you doing today, mate? Hey, yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me on. No, no problem. Actually, I think this is the second time I've had you on, I believe. It is, it is. You had me on for the last tune, All Rise, which we put out a couple months ago. Yes, and, you know, a couple months ago, the world was uh, normal and um, probably had all these big plans for the year, and uh, then this <laughs> COVID yeah. came around. Get a little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, first question I've got to ask you, mate, is how have you coped with uh, the last sort of three and a bit months with COVID and isolation? We've just kind of used it as an opportunity to write more songs. Mm. Um, we've just been really hunkering down and working on tracks, and as well, the music video, which we just put out for this new song, Evergrow, which is a another claymation video, kind of following from our last one, which was also in that style. And it's been going really well so far. We've It's just hit 10,000 views on YouTube, so we're pretty stoked. Yeah, and uh, that was I was going to say, actually, because look, you've got this whole fascination with Clay. Was that is that sort of the style of a music video you've always been drawn to, or is it just something new for this band? I think it's a combination of being a style that we're drawn to and also being cheap, because <laughs> we don't have the money to, you know, have whiz-bang expensive cinematography. So it's the best of both worlds for us, really. Well, I, I like that approach, and I, I do like the honesty of it being yeah. the cheapest <laughs> option. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the new single, what was the uh, what's the story? What's the inspiration behind the new song? Well, kind of with our last song, I guess it was a little bit slower and moodier, and we wanted to try to change things up. So we decided to go for a bit more of a faster tempo and more kind of driving, almost pop-rocky instrumentation. The songs, I guess it's about it's about how it can be kind of easy to get caught up in the present and forget about how living things exist for hundreds of years and it kind of puts into perspective the value of the human lifespan. Throughout the song, it's comparing the lifespan to a red gum tree, which keeps popping up. So it's about just accepting that inevitable progression of time, really. Well, that's obviously um, a very powerful song and powerful message considering that the, I guess the time we're living in, which is, um, you know, a very, um, I don't want to say unique. It's not unique. It's actually, we'll stick with unique, actually. Um, so was that obviously part of the, the messaging behind that song? Was it just a coincidence that the songs come out during this time? It's a coincidence, but I'll take it, you know, I'll take it if it helps get more. <laughs> get more hype behind the song that's all good with me oh no because i think you know you mentioned it just then about um you know times and change and if you look at the whole world obviously i mean as as much carnage as COVID's had i mean the the, the world is almost trying to repair itself at the same time so it's you know i guess that's sort of a, a blessing in disguise somewhat it is, it's crazy, and a lot of bands had their tours cancelled as well, which is really tough. We didn't really have that, we were lucky, we hadn't locked any tours over East End, so yeah, it hasn't hit us too hard, we've been very lucky. Well, that's the main thing that, you, I mean, you guys have been obviously lucky, unfortunately a lot of bands have been unlucky with, um, you know, yeah. they had their yeah. tour, they had their album um, planned for this year, and now they've delayed it till 2021, and Obviously, we don't like talking about COVID, but obviously, it's the hit topic of the day. As far as, yeah. I guess, as a musician yourself, do you look at um, the world and go, on, okay, this this, this is kind of happening. These events are maybe coming back and maybe we can reschedule an, al um, an album or a, 
a tour later on. Where, where is your thinking when it comes to you know yourself and the band as far as touring and more music coming out? In terms of music coming out, we're trying not to let it stop us. So we've still been releasing and we're heading back into the studio in a few weeks' time to record another single. But touring, obviously, you know, that's a whole other can of worms. No one really knows what's happening there. And I think we're hoping we can start playing shows around November, December. Maybe. Fingers crossed. What well, is all fingers crossed, isn't it? I know some of the festivals have penned in, uh, you know, a TBA of November, December, which I think is a bit ambitious. Um, it could be, yeah, absolutely. But you know, you never know. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe in Australia at least, because it's the summer months, maybe it'll just be a little less carnage, and we can get back to some sort of normality in that front. But as far as I guess Evergrow grows the song, how has it been received? And um, what's your, I guess, uh, on a personal front, have you believed the song's gone so far? It's early days, yeah, but we've mm. been pretty happy with it so far. I think every release we're putting out now, it's just building that little bit on the last one. We've had a lot of hits with community radio already in the first week, and the YouTube's been going well. So, yeah, hopefully it just keeps going, and then release another song after this, do a little bit better, just keep keep doing it, really. Well, that's the thing, and obviously with this track, you you had some a great people working and helping you out. Obviously, Dave uh, Parkin and Brian Lucy. I mean, there's there's some a great names. If people have not heard them, then you're under living under a rock actually, because they're some of the best in the business for mastering and recording. How was it like working with those guys? Yeah, it was really good. Brian Lucy does Arctic Monkeys and Cage the Elephant, and Dave's done some gyroscope, some carnival all kinds of things. It's really good working with those people. It feels as though you can kind of trust them with the, the work you put so much heart and soul into. So, yeah, it's really it's really good. Dave, when we go into the studio, we're always kind of spitballing ideas off him. He becomes a bit like a fifth member of the band in that way. Well, that's the thing, obviously, when you get um, guys that have worked with, I guess, high level or high grade sort of artistry do you ever pick their brands about you know their the the bands they work with styles and their sort of process to making music or do you stick to i guess your own lane and you know work with what you know works best yes sometimes we do we definitely find it curious figuring out what other bands do and we've kind of learned that everyone has a really different way of working for us we kind of work by demoing our songs at my house in a really rough form and we all kind of individually will add parts onto a recording so we're not really in the same room working on a track at the same time because we just found you end up with four different inputs and it's just way too much info at once well that's the thing obviously you don't want you know a huge amount of input but as far as i guess uh, on a band front and you look at some of the most successful bands you know to ever i guess evolve such as you know you know watching queen docos in the movie and you know cage the elephant do you get any sort of um a glimpse into that their world which obviously you guys are just starting out and they've been i guess um mainstays for a while do you ever get a glimpse of okay this is this is i don't want to say the road to success but um, a way that a band can stick together during, you know, harsh times or, you know, creative differences? From what I've kind of picked up on from just the people we know in the industry and our engineer, seems that money is something which cruels a lot of things for upcoming bands. I, I feel as though you put so much time and money into the band and then when things start going well, sometimes bands start 
squabbling over it. So I think that's been a powerful lesson for us in terms of just, you know, the friendship comes first and the kind of songwriting and you have to make sure that when it gets to the point where you start reaping rewards from it, you don't let it ruin the actual relationship. Well, that's the thing, obviously. I mean, a lot of bands have had that, you know, that classic story that they got a little bit big and then one of their main members or a member just decides that they want more of the spotlight and it just goes downhill from there. And obviously the main thing that you've already pointed out is the friendship comes first. And as far as new music goes along, as you've already pointed out that uh you're going to the studio once again very shortly what can we predict in the future is it the same sort of sound or is it gonna be a little bit more experimental i think we want to take things in a slightly more energetic route i feel as though this new song evergrow is kind of starting to transition into that style but i think we're going to take it a bit further i kind of thought that as a new band, you know, we just want songs that really grab people from the very start and they've got lots of energy and they're nice and fast. So that's something we're really excited about messing around with at the moment. That's kind of what we've been working on at home. Well, that's that's definitely um, something I think people will really get um, excited about. And as far as the, the band going forward, obviously each band and, you know, knowing a little bit about bands is that you always need that one hit song or musicians to really sort of take you to that le- uh, that next level. Do you think that you've got that song yet or do you reckon that's going to be coming in the future where you have that stamp that 20, 30 years from now we go, well, Cloning made that song, that's what turned them from a great up-and-coming band to a mainstream festival headlining band? I think it's so difficult to tell, but I do think that our songwriting is getting better with each release and we're getting closer and closer to that point where we can put the song out and you know it hopefully connects with the right people and that kind of just really launches us i think we're definitely getting closer but i don't know if i'll be able to tell when we've written that song so is it is it you know i know i know i'm trying to you know the inner thoughts of a musician is it is it do you know in the writing process when you all get together like damn we've got something really special here or is it in the recording part where you go well damn this is a this is going to be a really amazing song when do you feel like this song is going to pop we've started to kind of get an idea for figuring out which songs are stronger than others in our kind of set by just looking at the actual melodies and the lyrics because at the end of the day that's the core of the song and you know if they're, they're trash then you can do whatever you want with the instrumentation and it's not really going to matter so i feel as though that's been the best indica- indicator for us and a lot of our new stuff will be we're kind of stripping it back getting rid of all the instrumentation just briefly so we can look at the melodies and kind of go is this strong enough can we do better here before we take it further we're finding that's been really useful for us yeah, no, I, I think that's the main thing, obviously, as a band. You, as you develop and as you grow as a band, you sort of find that sort of, um, I don't want to say strategy, but you, you know you know your song, you know your songwriting process, and that's the thing you, you'll find as you get more and more songs out. As far as, I guess, the acclamation goes, is that even when you guys get to a, a monetary isn't the, is the issue? Is that something that you'll want to do more of, or, or maybe on a grander scale, is that acclamation? We really like Claymation, but I think we might try to change it up for the video after this. We've done two now, so we haven't really thought much about what we'll do next. Something that's cheap and looks good is usually our, our kind of goal, so we'll see what we can come up with. 
No, awesome stuff. And uh, a pop question I was going to ask you, considering with the, the sort of people that have recorded and mastered and worked with you and their acts, have have you is there sneaked in the old little, um, you know, hey, could we get their number and work with them sort of thing yet? Have you have you got to that sort of frame where you can just ask for those people for those big name acts? Not, not quite. I think some of those acts as well, they're a bit older, so... We don't really want to be those annoying kids pestering them, but maybe we'll do it. You never know. <laughs> so of all of them that have, I guess, worked with you, is there any one band or artist that you go down and love to uh, write a song or feature with them on a, on a song? Uh, I really like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. That's been a fairly big influence on us. Yeah, I've seen him a bunch live when I was a kid because my parents introduced me to him. And Bevan, our guitarist, when we were on tour last year, he actually randomly bumped into him in a record store. It was so funny, and Bevan kind of freaked out, and then he got a, this great photo of him oh. and Nick Cave, and Nick Cave's kind of putting his arms around him. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, did you say he's in a band, or did you say, no, I'm just a groupie, mate? <laughs> I think he was too nervous. <laughs> Oh no! Well, hopefully next time you meet him, it'll be in a recording session because that'd be epic. That would be an yeah. awesome sound. I'd love to hear. Obviously, yeah, so the last question I was going to ask, obviously as an up and coming band, what advice would you give to bands during this time um, that are thinking of being in music, even though it's a crazy time? Is there, I don't want to say, is there use of being a musician at this time, or you know, what sort of advice would you give people in this time of craziness? I think you just need to work really, really hard. People kind of have this misconception of being a musician as just kind of sitting around in your bedroom just kind of twinkling away on an acoustic guitar but there's a lot of things involved and it's kind of a you know it's a nine-to-five job for us and it's sort of um yeah you have to be constantly writing tunes because a lot of the songs you write won't be good enough to release and that's true for even the biggest artists and just kind of critically thinking about your music and how you can try and make it resonate with other people well, that's some sound advice, mate. If you want to give a quick shout-out to all your socials and where everyone can check out the newest single. Yeah, we're on Spotify, we're on Facebook, Instagram. We'll be playing a lot of shows around Perth and hopefully getting down south as well and into some more rural areas later on once shows come back. Uh, we're called Cloning. You should check us out. Awesome. Thanks so much, mate. Thanks for having me.